Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10, just a couple of verses, but it starts off saying this. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armour of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, because this battle is going on in the unseen realm, because there are conflicts greater than what you read about in your newspaper, because of those pressures and those forces, take up the whole armour of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Everybody, no surprise, has felt the pressures of life and circumstance that try to knock us off balance. I read only this week that uh, calls to Beyond Blue have risen by 40-something percent in Australia in the last year. Right across the world, I was talking to Jeremy. He said that the French government was going to put everyone into complete lockdown. But because of escalating rates of depression and domestic violence, they said, we don't think that our country can stand it. And so they've moved into curfew only. So even without all of that happening, there is an enemy, not because there's a pandemic, but there's an enemy because he's an enemy. And he's not just an enemy of the church. Understand this. Because a lot of people think, well, this is about the church or the church is under attack. I go, no, humanity's under attack. The whole of families and the whole of civilization comes under pressure and his goal is to try and knock you off balance to weaken you in your walk forward with God. And so the Apostle Paul writes to this church and gives them one word as a command. He goes, remember this above everything else. He says, I want you to stand. If you and I will stand when the pressure ceases, because it always will, we'll still be in the right place, heading in the right direction. But when the pressure's on, you've got to stand. Let me read you Ephesians 6.13, a couple of different versions. The message says this, Be prepared. You're up against far more than you can handle on your own. Take all the help you can get, every weapon that God has issued, so that when it's over, but the shouting, you'll still be on your feet. The New Living says, therefore, put on every piece of God's armour, so you'll be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you'll still be standing firm. Now, this is not just gritting your teeth and hanging on. I know when I was a boy, there was a hymn that was popular. Hold the fort for I am coming. Jesus signals still. Wave the answer back to heaven. By thy grace we will. 
And I remember thinking that here we were huddled together in a spiritual bomb shelter, taking refuge against all the evil that was around about and hoping that we could hang on long enough for Jesus to come back. But that is not the teaching Paul's giving the Ephesian church. There are two Greek words that get translated stand. I'm not trying to be clever here, but I want you to understand because in English we say stand. And, but the Greek language, which the New Testament was written in, there are two completely different words. One of them means to be put into a passive or horizontal posture. In other words, it means what I'm saying about gritting your teeth and hanging on. It means that I curl up and I wait out the storm that's around about, hoping that somehow or other it will soon pass and I can go on to whatever else comes next. But that's not this word. Both times he says stand or withstand, he uses a particular word that denotes an upright and active position. I'm quoting there from Dr. Strong, who was the most famous uh, translator or, or, or expositor of Greek words in the New Testament. He says it denotes an upright and active position. So when Paul writes to the Ephesians, he isn't talking about survival. He's talking about walking through your storm in such a way that when it finishes, you're ready for what's coming next. For every opportunity that will be there, you're ready. When Jesus says to his disciples, let's go to the other side and the storm arises and the storm ceases when he speaks to it, they get to the other side. That's where they meet the gathering demoniac. And they must have thought to themselves, my goodness, we have gone from one terrible position to a worse one. But Jesus didn't work like that or live like that. He stood like that Greek word said. So he came out of the boat ready. They came out of the boat relieved. I want you to ask yourself today the question, when all this storm is finished, am I going to come out relieved or am I going to come out ready? They came out relieved. Jesus came out ready, delivers the gathering demoniac who goes off to a place called Decapolis. It simply means 10 cities. Jesus said differently to just about everybody else. He said, don't tell anybody. He says to this man who says, I want to follow you. Jesus says, no, don't follow me. Go back to your home and tell all of them. Church history says Decapolis became a place of an incredible revival where the majority of people in that area turned to Christ. Because one person came out of their storm ready when everyone else came out relieved. We're not talking about survival here. Let me say to you, first of all, that my ability though to stand depends on what I'm standing on. These are marbles. I bought them. I wish I could tell you I'd kept all the marbles of my boyhood, but I never kept a one. These marbles, obviously, and here's where the experiment comes in. Let's see if I can stand on them. Yes, hold your breath, everybody. Rhonda, if something happens... 
just come up and keep on going. Just prophesy. Just do stuff, all right? Are you all ready? Because, see, my ability to stand depends on what I'm standing. I'm fine right now. I'm standing underneath this. There's a floor that John Hill made sure could take the weight of 17 of me or even more. Um, now I am a little bit unsure because I'm going, I wasn't wearing these shoes when I tried up at my office in the nice carpet. Anyway, let's see how we go. Uh, my ability to stand... <laughs> this is harder than it looks. Oh, don't breathe. Thank you. My second career was in a circus. It's a joke. You, re you really are not a nice person. My ability to stand depends on what I'm standing on. And right now I'm standing on something that's fairly movable, not stable. And so this guy can come and with a fairly small push, you're not using much force. He can completely take me off balance. What are you standing on in life? Seriously, are you standing on feelings? How I feel, I've met people who go, well, I go to church there because I feel like worship. I go, no, I go every week whether I feel like it or not. Amen. It's not about what I feel. Well, you know, last week I went and someone never spoke to me. Well, really? Come this week and you speak to somebody. Amen. I'm not going to stand on my feelings. What about circumstances? Can I say to you, if you're standing on circumstances, you, your life is going to look like a roller coaster. Because circumstances always change. What about standing on others' opinions? The problem with everyone's opinions is the same crowd that cries out, Hosanna, blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. A couple of days later, I shouted, crucify him. How many people have ever worked out the crowd's pretty fickle? People have got a whole lot of opinions. Listen to me, if you're a younger person here or an older one, I don't care. Don't live your life out of social media. And who likes, how many likes have you got? Because Lord have mercy, I've liked some things and I hadn't even finished reading it, but I just liked it. Because, you know, I thought they'll look and they'll see it and they'll expect you. Likes, you know, I kind of figured out a whole lot of that doesn't mean much, really. Does it? Oh, they unfriended me. Whatever. No, I'm not saying it's not a big deal. We want to be liked, don't we? You ought to, otherwise you're a psychopath or something. Of course we want to be liked. We just don't make being liked the thing we stand on in life. Amen. We stand on the immovable Word of God. This book for thousands of years. I'm never surprised when the world starts saying, well, the Christians and the church and the, you know, the Bible, it's all all that. And I go, well, hello. See, no new devils. Just old devils with a new jacket. Because Voltaire and Rousseau and Karl Marx and all these figures of history that stood up and publicly proclaimed that the Bible was an anachronism that belonged in the, in the dark ages and nobody should ever, one day the only copies of it would be in a library gathering dust. 
but it's still today the best-selling book of all time and right now. Why? Because we stand on the earth. See, why does it work? Because it works. That's why we don't do it because our mother was a Christian and made us read the Bible. Half the people or more of this church did not grow up in Christian homes. They're not doing it because their mother said so or their dad said so or because their mother's name's on a plaque in the ladies' guild. Because it works, folks. It just flat works. We stand on unshakable grace. Unchangeable truth. Amen. Romans 5 verse 2, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. Amen. We stand not based on how good we are. Listen to me. Churches are not full of people who think they're better than everybody else. They're full of people who understand that the great grace of God that's undeserved, unmerited, unearned and not even asked for has been freely given to them by God. We stand here today because of the grace of God that's been poured out. We're not better than, we're just differently located to. Amen. Wherein we stand. But if my ability to stand depends on what I'm standing on, I'd say secondly, my ability to stand depends on not being taken by surprise. Because again, you know, if I'm here, I can stand here pretty well. And I could probably even somehow or other make sure that, you know, I'm pretty stable as much as I can. But how many know that sometimes things in life come your way you really are a sneaky little fella, aren't you? Look at you, sunglasses and all. You were going incognito, were you? This is the first time you've been able to hit your pastor and get away with it, isn't it? How long have you been wanting to do this? Uh, a very long time. Not, not hitting you. <laughs> <laughs> no, hitting uh, Where are you going to go again? Huh? What's this next? Amen. There's a vacancy right now for a new young adults leader, so just... If I don't see you coming, I can easily be put off balance because I'm taken by surprise. Isn't that right? Someone comes up and just bumps you and you go, oh, I never saw that coming. First Peter chapter 4, verse 12 says this, Beloved, don't think it's strange. How many people around the world right now are going, why? How come this is happening? And they're coming up with all manner of great conspiracy theories. The aliens are doing it. I was talking to someone this week, a Christian leader, and they were pretty amped up about something. And I said, well, quite frankly, I read the Bible. And the Bible tells me in the last days it's going to look like this. I said, so why are you surprised? Huh? Beloved, don't think it's strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to beset you or try you, as though a strange thing happened to you. What about John 16, verse 33? These things I've spoken unto you, Jesus said, that in me you may have peace, because in the world you're going to have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. That verse in Ephesians 6, 13, which talks about the evil day, literally means a hurtful day. Are you in a hurtful day right now? Is there something wrong? Maybe it's got nothing to do with pandemics. Maybe it's just family stuff. 
or maybe it's financial or maybe it's your health and you go, oh no, God, I, I've been serving you. Why? And he goes, hold on a second here. Hold on a second here. Don't think it's strange that a trial turns up. Because see, if a trial turns up, you're going to get so easily knocked off balance. Whereas if I'm aware you're coming, like quite frankly, I'm pretty sure that if Michael was to come out now, and I'm pretty sure even if he hit me, forget the sword. But if I know he's coming, you'll break that. You can, you can run into me if you want. Give it your best shot, baby. Come on, bro. Come on. Now, forget the sword. You can just run into me. Yeah, right. Why? Because if I see him coming, all of a sudden, I can set myself. Come on. Come on, listen to me. Are you setting yourself going, this is all right? Are you setting yourself? So when the devil comes and turns up, you don't go, oh, Jesus doesn't love me anymore. Jesus loves you. He loves you so much, he's letting you get tough. Amen? My ability to stand is definitely depends on not being taken by surprise, but then next, my ability to stand is enhanced by together. See, I get on here again. And as unstable as it is, Michael, if you'll come. You know, if I've got somebody else that I'm holding on to, all of a sudden, did you just notice how relaxed I just got? Before, seriously, I was seriously tense because these marbles are quite slippery, particularly when you've got leather-based shoes on. But now all of a sudden I just relax. Why? Because it's not just about me in this battle. The pressure is not just about can I stand? Listen to me. Some of you, your whole thinking is can I do this? Can I last? Can I stand? What you really ought to be saying is who can stand with me? Who, why do we major so much in this church on together, on being together, on being connected? It's not because we're trying to, I don't know, I don't know what people might think we you know, we're just trying to build a club. No, we're not. It's because we understand what the Bible says in Ecclesiastes. We have chapter 4, verse 9 and 10 says, Two are better than one. They've got a good reward for their labor. And then it says, But woe unto the one who's alone, because when he falls or she falls, instead of having someone to lift them up, they, they've got no one. So our... Ability to stand is enhanced by together. And that doesn't mean together is somebody that obviously they may have offended you. They may have said cruel or unkind things. They may have said things like, yes, I've been waiting for years to be able to afflict pain on you. Can I say to you in the middle of a storm, there's a whole lot of stuff. Too many people... You know, they've got all, they don't have trophies of grace. They've got trophies of pain. Oh, that person offended me. That's it. And whenever they think about where they'll go together, they walk past the trophy cabinet. 
Come. I've been offended. I've been hurt. Oh, yeah. I remember they let me down. They disappointed me. And they walk past that and never go out the door because they never get to together because they're walking past the trophies of pain. Can we replace some of those with trophies of grace? Can we put up there something that says, you know what? God put me here and he's going to make it possible. Thank you very much. You've been very helpful so far today in small ways. Psalm 20 verse 8, watch what it says. It says, they've bowed down and fallen, but we, it doesn't say I, it says we have risen. Stand up right. Now listen, by the way, because we are a church that is a safe place, uh, Roberto, are you here please? Thank you. I need these cleaned up so that when the creative team come back, there's no safety issues here. Give Roberto a big hand. There he is. <laughs> Roberto's part of our host team and he normally works on the Woodside platform about 100 kilometres off into the Indian Ocean. And you'll see him online. Great to kind of see you actually here, but well done. Thank you for being online so often and giving us the shout out, huh? I spoke to my uh, boss that uh, we, every Sunday we have a service at Metro Church. If it is possible to put my phone online on them, I said, yeah, no problem. And then one day I forgot and I said, one of my uh, colleagues told me, Robbie, are we not going to listen today? You know, it's it start getting so, which is quite good as well, actually. So, yeah, we normally do that every Sunday. Give a big shout out to all your friends out there on the platform. I uh, would like to... Uh, uh, say hi to all my friends on the platform, Goodwin Alpha at Woodside. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well done. You know, we, I didn't plan to chat to Roberto, but this just brings what I'm about to say in a, such greater focus. Not only is there a need for me to stand firm, and it depends what I'm standing on and not being taken by surprise and being enhanced by together. Can I finish by saying this to you? There's a purpose on the other side of your standing. What would happen with Roberto if he didn't stand with all the difficulty going off, you know, off family and he's out there a hundred kilometers out in the middle of the ocean? He was telling me before that they fly out by helicopter. So he's had to add all this training in how to survive if the helicopter goes into the ocean. And how you, and I'm just thinking, Heck, this is not like any plane or helicopter ride I ever went on. Before we leave, we're going to teach you how to don the underwater apparatus. What I usually get is you have a whistle and a light to attract attention. <laughs> but see, here's this guy out in the middle of the ocean doing his work on the platform. By the way, it's, I know his job and I know what he's doing is safe. Here's this guy out there in the middle of the ocean and saying to his boss, boss, I want to be a part of church. Can I put it online? Go right ahead. And he's thinking that it's about him standing, only to discover one Sunday when he misses that the team, his work colleagues are saying, we want that on. Can I say to you, there's a lot of people that are watching you and that need you to stand. Ephesians chapter 6, sorry, chapter 3, verse 16. Paul again says, I ask him to strengthen you by his spirit, not a brute strength, but a glorious 
inner strength that Christ will live in you as you open the door and invite him in. And I ask him that with both feet planted firmly on love, you'll be able to take in with all Christians the extravagant dimensions of Christ's love. Reach out and experience the breadth. Test its length, plumb the depths, rise to the heights. I love this bit. Live full lives, full in the fullness of God. Why do I need to stand? I need to stand and you need to stand because there are people that will never know Jesus unless you stand. Come on. This is not just about how you feel and you being happy. We're not just a happy, clappy kind of a church, but we want to reach out. We want to make sure that our lives are saying something to the people around about us. Your standing matters to someone else. And if God tells you you can stand, you can. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, help us today, every one of us. I pray for people that maybe have been standing without meaning to. They've been standing on things that are unstable. Well, I feel God's closer. I feel He's far away. And God, you come and cut through all of that and say, here's the truth. The truth is I will never leave you and I'll never forsake you. So God, no matter how dark it may ever look or how difficult it may ever be, you're there with me anyway. Regardless, I stand on that. You said that you would take care of all my needs. My God shall supply all your needs. So God, I stand on that. You said, Lord, that salvation comes to my household. So I stand on that for my children, for my grandchildren, for my parents. You said, Lord, that you would build your church and the gates of hell wouldn't prevail. So we stand on that. We stand on the unshakable word of God, the immovable great grace of God. We thank you, Lord, for your help for every single one of us. In Jesus' name, amen. I so love the opportunity to talk to people about Jesus. I really do. I think about it a lot. Someone asked me at dinner last night, what did your journey to Christ look like? And when I started telling them, I got reminded all over again of all the miracles that took place. Not because I'm special, but I think God does this with everyone. You happen to meet somebody. I've spoken to so many people. Nikki, on the way to somewhere or other, gets off the bus out there and looks up and goes, oh, this looks all right, and comes on in. I've spoken to so many people who, someone only recently walking past, heard the worship and said, I felt compelled to come in. And I hear so many stories like that from people who the fingerprints of God are all over their life. Somewhere along the way, we woke up to it and we say our yes to God. But can I say to you, long before you said yes, He said yes to you. Oh, way back there, when you were still taking His name in vain, when you were still acting like nothing mattered in life except you, He said yes to you. So when we invite people to say yes to Jesus, we're asking them for an echo of what God's already said. 
your yes is not saying, God, please, oh God, I know I've been bad. We're not trying to persuade God. We're saying, I've heard your yes, so here's mine in return. It's so easy, as I said earlier, go to that number, 0488826392 or yes.metrochurch.org.au. We would love to be a part of praying for you. We'd love to be a part of helping you walk with Jesus in such an amazing and powerful way. I'm so just mm, intense about going, please give your heart to Jesus. It's the greatest thing you'll ever do. Amen. Well, what a great day today. I see the cake will be out there getting ready, cut up into lots of bits for all of you to be able to have a bit of a celebration. Thank you, Lara. Everybody's coming good. What are we going to sing again? Do it again. Yeah, yeah. We should sing that about 33 years. Do it again. Amen. Amen. 33 years. Do it again. Yeah. I'm not sure. 33 years now, would I be the senior pastor? Well, I jolly well could be. One never knows. Yeah, never knows. I've got any plans uh, apart from just saying yes to Jesus every day. Amen. Can we stand and worship God together? Thank you for being a part of church. Hope you can stay, grab some cake. If you're online, send me your address. I'll post. No, I won't. I won't send you any cake at all. But well, we'd love to celebrate with you. Thanks.